Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. Good morning, everyone. I want to read from John 15 verse 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. My husband Andrew and I are sharing this message together today and we've titled it No Greater Love. A big welcome to everyone here in the house and with us online. I would like to take this opportunity to honour mothers today. Mothers here in the house, mothers online, mothers who live close by, mothers who live far away and mothers who are no longer with us leaving empty aching spaces in our hearts we honor you all this morning we thank you for the love and sacrifices you have made for us we would also like to honor the mother of our church pastor robin sink this morning she sets the most wonderful example as a mother she loves god first and foremost She allows God's love to flow in her and through her, to love not only her own children, but all of us with his love. We want to say thank you so much, Pastor Robin, for the shining example you set us all in loving God and people as Jesus does. You are a gift from God and a blessing in our lives. Morning, church. As I get ready here this morning, why don't we give our mothers another round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to open in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our beautiful church family, those who are here in the church and those joining us online. I pray that as I bring the word, that you will minister through it. I pray that you will guide me in every word you want me to speak, and that they will be your words, not mine, and that your, your will, you will draw your people closer to you, and that you will receive all of the honour and the glory. I pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful that we serve God. I'm thankful that we have a pastor that shares the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm proud to be part of this great leadership team here at Bridge City Church. We've titled our message, No Greater Love. I'd like to wish Mum a happy Mother's Day. And I'd like to take this opportunity to wish all mothers a very happy Mother's Day. As I was preparing this message, I realised that my mum is an excellent example of love in action. Although my mum doesn't yet have a relationship with Jesus, he knows her, Jesus loves her, And Jesus wants what is best for her. Jesus knows the sacrifices she has made for me and for my family. Jesus is watching over her and waiting for that moment when she reaches out for him. I know that when she accepts Jesus into her life, her life will never be the same again. I'm the youngest of six kids. Um, I grew up with a very active childhood. I mean, I can can recall um, some of the moments that I must have caused great concern for my mum. I mean, the things that we used to do as kids back in the day... Uh, would scare the kids of today. Uh, most days, I'd get up 
and take myself off to school and not come home until the streetlights came on. Um, in, in the days when Apple was just a piece of fruit, <laughs> um, social media was actually talking with your mates and meeting them at the local shops and just hanging out. Um, a time before mobile phones and, dare I say it, before the internet even existed. Um, some of you may remember these times, such an awesome time to be a kid. Um, I've broken many bones throughout my childhood and had many visits to the hospital and my mum was always there for me, always displaying a sweet spirit and to this day she still spends her time helping others in her, in her local community. I'm proud of my mum and I love her very much. My mum, as I said earlier, is a great example of serving others, not expecting anything in return, simply helping because you can. In the Bible, we see there, are, there is no greater example of a servant's heart than what we see through the actions of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Many scriptures demonstrate the love of Jesus and the servant heart that he's placed into each and every one of us who believe in him. Like my mum, who I love dearly, Jesus has put in my heart a deep desire to help others and to serve others without expectations, simply serving others because that's what Jesus did. In Matthew 20, from verse 20 to verse 28, then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully and asked a favour. What is your request, he asked. She replied, in your kingdom, please, please let my two sons sit in places of honour next to you one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus, Jesus answered them by saying, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink from? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the other ten disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and the officials flaunt the authority over those under them, but among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader amongst you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'd like to ask you to stop and think, why? Why did the mother of James and John come to Jesus and ask him to let her two sons sit on each side of him? Obviously, I'm not a mum. But as a parent, I can imagine that she wanted the best for her kids. Maybe she saw the impact that Jesus was having on their lives and she wanted them to be more like him. The fact that she was able to kneel before Jesus and make this request shows how much she loved her kids and how highly she thought of Jesus. The response from Jesus is one of kindness and compassion. He called his disciples together and he spoke to them as a group. I want to read verse 28 one more time. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. In Jewish tradition, the lowest of servants, or children, washed the dust off the feet of the guests who came into their home. It was an act of honour towards the guest. In John 13, verses 4 to 5, 
So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. John 13, verses 12 to 15. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again, sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. By this simple act, Jesus has revealed God to be a humble servant who is looking to wash and cleanse all of the unclean areas of our lives. But more importantly, it says in his word, I have given you an example to follow. You see, he's not a harsh, angry father looking to punish us for our failures. Instead, he took on a humble servant attitude in order to minister to our deepest need for love and acceptance. We, Jesus didn't just teach with words. His life is a conscious example of how God lived as a human and how we should be living as humans. Our challenge is not just to know the words and deeds of Jesus' life. We need to understand that these words and deeds are something from God. In Philippians 2, Paul the Apostle asked some deeply important questions. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Paul then gives us some responses. In verse 2, Paul says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Paul goes on to say in verses 3 and 4, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out for only your own interest, but, think, but take an interest in others too. I mean, it's in the Bible. This is the Apostle Paul's words to the Christians of Philippi. It's incredible how it speaks to us today. Let's continue to read verses 5 to 11. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. And this is the part we need to take notice of. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honour and gave him the name above all other names. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Paul continues to write in verse 13, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You see, my mum, a non-believer, through serving others, is doing something that pleases God without even knowing it. Then Paul, th then Paul writes in verses 14 and 15, Do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticise you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. My mum and many other mums out there, demonstrate daily the sacrificial love of serving, just as Jesus showed his sacrificial love for all of us. There is no greater love. Thank you.
I'll now hand over to Carolyn. As Mother's Day has been approaching, I've been thinking about some of my earliest memories of my mother. As a young child, I remember being tucked tightly into bed at night by my mother. I was warm, comfortable, and I felt safe. Occasionally, I would wake during the night crying from a bad dream, and my mother would be there, immediately comforting me and telling me everything would be okay. I remember being sick with measles, and my mum making me as comfortable as possible, showing kindness and empathy. Acknowledging how miserable I felt, but reassuring me I would get better soon. I remember the joy on my mum's face when she was wishing me happy birthday, giving gifts, making beautiful food and making a big deal of my special day. The effort she would go to in providing delicious family meals, fresh cakes on arrival home from school, her efforts in keeping the home running. All the things I never thought to acknowledge, washing, ironing, running me around to activities... She was, and still is, a mum who gave and gives of herself constantly. I remember my mum reading to me from a beautiful children's Bible and instilling in me a faith in God that would stay with me always through my life. My mum really was and is the Proverbs 31 woman. A mother or father who loves their child unconditionally is the closest earthly picture of God's unconditional love for us. I know I am blessed but this form of mothering is sadly not everyone's experience. There may be people here or online who have been badly let down by the woman who gave birth to them, who was meant to love them unconditionally. If this is you, our God wants to draw you near. He wants to heal your hurts. He wants you to let him love you with a love more powerful than you can begin to imagine, with his unconditional, never-ending love. Psalm 138 verses 13 to 18 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvellous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Wow. God's word says his thoughts about you and me are precious and they cannot be numbered. They outnumber the grains of sand. Just think about that for a minute and try and let it sink in. I researched on the internet how many grains of sand in one cup and I know it depends on how coarse the sand is and all that but a few sites said here's a cup measure approximately two million grains of sand in one cup and then we start to think about how many cups of sand might be under this building or out in the garden bed and then we think about how many cups of sand <laughs> might be on Glenelg Beach and so it goes on. It, it, you cannot comprehend it. That is, God's thoughts about us outnumber the grains of sand and his thoughts about us are precious. He loves us 
far more than we can begin to imagine. Psalm 22 verses 9 and 10 says, Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. As a mother myself, I can say that being a mother is the greatest honour, the greatest joy, and at times, the greatest sadness. Also as a mother, I have regrets. During my life, there have been circumstances that have been overwhelming when I know I have not been able to mother well. This has caused me great sadness. But God has reassured me that while earthly relationships are not perfect, God is at work, even in the toughest of situations. He has also reassured me of his forgiveness for me during those times when I have let him and my children down. As mothers and fathers, sometimes it's hard enough to care for ourselves and the responsibilities we have towards our children can sometimes feel overwhelming. Like rest at ease knowing God is at work, redeeming our biggest mistakes and accidents for both parents and children. It is through being a mother that God has helped me to greater understand his unconditional love. I planned for and loved my children before they were born. God knew us and planned for us before he formed us in our mother's womb. Nothing my children could ever say or do would stop me from loving them. God's love for us is never-ending, so big that he died for us. I will do anything to protect my children to make sure they're safe and secure. God never sleeps. He watches over us and keeps us safe with him. I want my children to love God and love others. God wants me to love him and love others. I want my children to know they are loved by me and I will always be here to support them. God wants us to know we are deeply loved by him and he will always be here to support us. If you know him, you will feel his love and guidance intimately in every situation. Whether we are in easy times or difficult times, God is always here. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. My heart is filled with pride and joy in my children's achievements. But the thing I want most for them is to draw near to God, to love and serve him and serve others. God's heart is filled with pride and joy in us as we draw closer to him and walk in his ways. My heart aches when my children are sad or suffering. God's heart aches when we are sad and suffering. I long to comfort my children in their difficulties. God longs to bring comfort to his people. He comforts those who call to him through the Holy Spirit. We have peace and joy when we are filled with hope from the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks frequently about the fatherhood of God, but scripture also describes God in ways consistent with motherhood. Genesis 1:27 says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. 
male and female, he created them. Matthew 23 verse 37 says, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones. Sorry. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. Jesus uses the metaphor of a mother hen to express the relationship he longs to have with his children. This is a touching moment when the best analogy at his disposal is one of a mother's care. And Isaiah 49, verses 15 to 16. Can the mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. And in Isaiah 66, verse 13, God comforts his people like a nursing mother. For those who no longer have their mothers or who have had difficult relationships with their mothers, God longs to fill that void and comfort you with the perfect and complete love that only he can give. No mother is perfect. Every earthly mother may let us down in some way, but we love our mothers for the good we have seen in them and received from them. We love them for the ways they have looked after us, been faithful to us, protected us, and sacrificed for us. And we thank them that they, even if they are unaware, have provided us with a real, even if, even if sometimes imperfect, picture of God's love for us. From my own experience of being a mother, in the times when I struggle to understand the depth of God's love for me, I examine my own love for my children. I look at their development and behaviour over the years and the thing that is true is that no matter what they think, do or say, nothing could ever change my love for them. They haven't had to earn my love. They had my love long before they could ever do anything for themselves. I love them whether they are with me or away from me. I love them whether they want to spend time with me or not. I love them whether they make good choices or bad. I will be always be there to help them in times of need, even if the need is the result of poor decisions on their behalf. My heart breaks for them and longs to comfort for them, comfort them when they are hurting, and I rejoice with them in their joys and successes. A mother's love for her child is unconditional, nurturing, faithful, protective, and sacrificial. It is one of the clearest pictures and examples of God's love for us. A mother would go to almost any length to save the life of her child. In this way, a mother's love teaches us the deepest and most profound truth about God, that God loved us enough to come to earth, take a human body and sacrifice himself on the cross for us. God does not want us to suffer the penalty of our sin. For that reason, he took on a human body and came to earth as Jesus when he did that, he traded places with us. He lived the sin, sinless life that we should have lived and died the death that we deserve to die. He took our guilt, he died for it, and he offers us his freedom in return. That is why the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8 verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. All God asks of people is that we would believe he has sent his son Jesus 
as a perfect sacrifice to take our place, that we would acknowledge that our wrongdoings have kept us separate from God and choose to believe in Jesus as our Saviour. John 3, 16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There is no greater love. If you don't yet know Jesus and his amazing love, I ask that you would pray this prayer with me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I have lived a selfish life doing many things against you. I'm sorry and I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I ask you not now to take control of my life. I give it to you. From this day forward, please help me to live every day for you in a way that is pleasing to you. I love you, Lord, and I thank you that because of what you have done for me, I will spend all of eternity with you. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer here or online, please see one of the leaders or contact us at Bridge City Church so we can resource you and support you in your life-changing decision. And now to finish the service, let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks for giving us mothers. Mothers were your idea of an earthly reflection of the nurturing love that you provide to us. We lift all mothers to you today and we ask you, Father, to pour out your blessings on them, that they will know how deeply loved they are by you and by us. We thank you, Father, that you love us with an unconditional love much greater than any human mother or father can. And as your word says, may we have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep your love is. May we experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then we will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. We ask all of this in the precious and holy name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 